Hello, Chris here with another installment of the Make It podcast. And before we get to today's guest, I want to encourage everyone to go to our website at www.banzai.film and click on the resources link. There you will be able to join our creative community and be given access to an ever-growing slew of film-related resources and tools at your disposal at zero cost to your wallet. Again, go to www.banzai.film to enjoy and leverage our ever-growing resource library, amongst many other things like all of our past podcast episodes, for example. And if you visit us, our promise is always to bring you value and never waste your time with spammy filler. And now, on to today's guest. We have actor, writer, Matt Williams. Matt is originally from the small town of Franklin, Pennsylvania, where he grew up drawing, writing, and constantly playing pretend. Matt has a master's degree in business administration from Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. And during his time in college, he began freelancing and branding and design, eventually amassing a sizable and eclectic client base, including focus on the 615 magazine. And it was through his on-camera interviews with Focus that uh, provided him with the creative spark that led Matt to find himself an agent and enroll in the Nashville Acting Studio. In 2015, Matt starred in the award-winning short film Everyday Yeti, which was written and directed by our friend Maki Dapp. Uh, He was also nominated for Best Actor in that short. Uh, The following year, Matt teamed up with Maki again, in the short film Lessons in Accidental Magic, which won over a dozen awards, including Best Actor for Matt. Matt is also known for his roles in films such as Shaken Not Stirred, Introverts Anonymous, and the improvised performance art mockumentary Pieces. He's made an appearance on CMT's Nashville and starred in the hit web series WTF as well as appearing in commercials for brands such as Toyota, Valvoline, Zappos, Cotton, the fabric of our lives, ADS Security, Cox Business, and Sport Clips, among others. Later in 2016, Matt joined the Third Coast Comedy Training Center, where he quickly fell in love with the art of improvisation, leading Matt to create his troupe, The Varsity. The Varsity can be seen performing periodically at Third Coast Comedy Club, in Nashville, Tennessee. Matt is also the co-founder of Nashville Underground Radio, which he co-founded in 2012, and the co-founder of Nashville Underground Management, a company focused on signing and garnering publishing deals, television appearances, and song placements for up-and-coming artists. So, without further ado, I give you a guy handsome enough to be arrogant, but too hardworking not to be humble the multifaceted actor and writer, Matt Williams. You're listening to Make It, a podcast by Bonsai Creative that helps aspiring professionals in film get where they're going faster by dissecting the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives in the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley. Hello, I'm Matt Williams. I am an actor, etc., <laughs> which is to say I also write, uh, I do improv um, and various things. In Nashville, Tennessee, you may know me from a short film called Everyday Yeti. It was a 48-hour film that seemed to – it did well and seemed to um, get a lot of people's attention. You may know me from – let's see. I've done a Toyota commercial that has aired – it's not national, but it seemed to air a lot of regions around the United States. It's just my face. If you're kind of local to the Southeast region, I was in an ADS commercial. I was 
in that the whole time. And that's also my voice in the background. You also may know me from uh, coupons for sports clips that you get in your mailbox. And, uh, and I've done a few other films, um, both feature, but mostly short in, uh, in the Nashville area. And I've got a feature film coming up. Well, I haven't started filming yet, so maybe we can wait to plug that just to keep a lookout. But uh, that's that's what I'm working on. I love it. You've been so generous to, to join us here. Um, this is kind of our second go-around. I, we, we first did this in a restaurant, and then I listened back to it and said, man, it was pretty loud in there. <laughs> uh, well, if I remember, we did, we like went outside or something, and it was kind of cold, and we thought it might give us some you know, some quiet and that didn't happen, but, uh, yeah, it's okay. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me back. I'm glad to do it. It'll actually be interesting. I think cause, um, I don't know. That was, that was a little while ago. I'm not sure exactly how long ago that was, but it, if you have the audio, I'd be curious to hear that cause it'll probably be way different this time just cause you know, life. I imagine it will be, and I'm happy to share it with you. And we actually have the transcript of the entire interview. So, oh, sweet. Oh, you can. Well, hopefully, I don't contradict myself unless I legitimately mean to and had a change of heart or life plan. Yeah, because that's really the most interesting thing is is when you can have sort of a, a contradiction, a change in modality, a change in belief that uh, is meaningful to you. Where you said, "Well, I'm I'm going to 180 this. I'm going to reverse reverse field uh, because I've come to learn this over a span of time." So I do think that interview yeah. happened probably a year and a half ago. So yeah, was it that long? Oh my god! Yeah, a lot a lot probably could have changed. And and so uh, Matt, you've been um, in in several shorts, several commercials. You've been in feature films. You've been in radio. You've done. A ton of things. You've done voiceover work. And really, I think that's at the core of, of why you're so valuable to talk to and, and why it's it's so great to get your perspectives, because you really have run the gambit of of this profession where you've been the star and you've played parts where you don't even speak. Um, so you've really shown up for both with the same attitude, the same energy um, to, to whatever the role is. Uh, I, I am curious. You have a you have a background sort of in the in the northeast, right? Um, are you you're from Pennsylvania? Yeah, from about an hour north of Pittsburgh, so middle of nowhere, but yes, northeast Pennsylvania. Yeah, so so that doesn't seem like a place where you'd grow up and say, "I want to be an actor." Um, tell uh, t- it, tell me what <laughs> tell me what happened. How did you how did you catch the bug? Uh, well, it's not the place where you grow up and say, I want to become an actor, which is kind of, kind of the thing. It's kind of funny. Um, I remember one of the first things I ever said to my parents when, you know, answering the question, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? I remember saying an actor. And of course, at the time I was like young and I, I probably didn't know what that entailed or really what that meant. I was probably just infatuated with, film and TV and, and musicals and plays and, you know, that sort of thing. So I was like, I, you know, I want to do that. But, you know, like you said, that's not a place where that exists or happens for people. I didn't know anyone, I don't think, that had ever really, you know, made it, quote unquote, made it. Um, so the, the short answer is it just sort of was inevitable. It, uh I, you know, I went and I did the thing that you do when you're from or when raised, you know, with, with Hollywood somewhere way out in the distance, um, Hollywood quote, Hollywood, um, you know, I went to, went to school, went and got a business degree and then an actual, I, I have my MBA from Belmont university, which is what brought me to Nashville. And it's, I mean, I could give you the long roundabout story of kind of how I, how I fell into acting, but the short story is it was always in the back of my mind of something I wanted to try. And, um, you know, it just, it started happening. I started doing, I started consulting with a blog or an online, online magazine. Um, and they said, do you want to conduct interviews? And I said, sure. 
Um, and it was on camera. So that I, you know, I liked doing that and that got me an agent and the agent got me a couple commercials where I, I didn't really speak or act, but that's where I caught the buck. Um, so it was, you know, it's funny how life kind of takes you in this direction and moves you towards something yeah. that I was like, ah. Yeah. So one thing I'm curious about is what age you were, how old were you? Uh, when you started showing interest in, in TV, film and plays, because I, I you know, a lot of kids, uh, if you want to take them to a play, it's, it's the furthest, furthest thing from their minds, the furthest thing they would, they would want to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I was into all sorts of things just, you know, as a kid is, I was into all sorts of the other kid stuff also, but it was as long as I could remember, and I think, you know, I was, I was influenced by probably a lot of comedy. I remember loving Jim Carrey just cause he was just goofy and crazy. And I just saw it and said, I kind of want to do that. How do I get to do that? Um, and we also, I mean, my parents were, were really great and, and pretty cultured people. They would take me to, we had a great local theater, but they didn't, they didn't show plays. They just showed musicals, at least to the best of my knowledge. Maybe they had plays and my parents just didn't want to go to them. But, uh, but I would, we would go see a ton of musical theater growing up. So I, and we would listen to that stuff in the house. And, you know, my dad has a very eclectic taste in music and my mom has a different eclectic taste in music. So I just kind of grew up, you know, uh, lo- loving that stuff. And I remember watching my dad's old Johnny Carson I, there were tapes of like the best of Johnny Carson. So I would see all these people go on the show and I don't know, I don't know what it was and I don't know when it was. Um, but it was just one of those things. I was like, yeah, I like that. Is that a job? Like I can, I can do that. (laughs) And, uh, but, uh, you know, again, it wasn't real, you know, it was still the other thing, like that thing, that Hollywood thing, so even when I grew up and I realized, oh yeah, like I could move to Hollywood or New York or wherever and, and make this to career, it still didn't seem like a thing that I could really do. So I didn't, you know, I mean, that's a little, that's making a little black and white, but it, you know, it wasn't like a, a decision I made to not do it. It just, you know, life led me the regular way for a while. Um, all the way to Nashville, really, when I came down here to get my business degree. Um, and yeah, so it just kind of led me down a typical path until it didn't anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And, and what kind of obstacles did you face growing up where you did uh, just North of Pittsburgh, where you're telling your family, your father, everyone that you want to pursue a career in the arts well, it wasn't even, I mean, I wish I could say, I was like, you know, mom, dad, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be an actor. And they were like, what are you talking about? You crazy person. And then I eventually ended up doing it to spite them. That didn't happen. That's um, good. You know, when I was, yeah, when I was a kid, I would say that and they would give me the old, you can do anything you want to be. Um, I just ended up going a traditional route. You know, I wasn't the kid who you know, you, you hear a lot of interviews with actors and they were ready to move out of the house, move to Hollywood at 16, 17, or, you know, they got pulled out of high school and went to an art school early on or something like that. You know, I, that wasn't me. So the obstacles have always been, and probably continue to be personal, you know, with, within me, any kind of fear or self-doubt and, I say those terms very generally, you know, I'm not a a super insecure person or anything. I just, um, you know, it, it just didn't seem like a thing you could do when I was growing up. So when I started doing it, you know, the biggest obstacle was telling myself I could or realizing that I could. And then when I realized I could, then realizing I could have a career in it. I could make money at it. I could do it in Nashville, which was, you know, kind of a realization in and of itself. And you don't have to be, you know, a 
Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or global superstar to be a career artist. So it was, it was unfolding all those barriers that, uh, it took me some time. What was that voice in your head that was telling you, you know, that this is impossible? What did that voice say to you when you heard it? Well, it wasn't so much it was impossible. It was almost as though, I guess I'll put it, it was and, almost and, and as though and it actually was let another me, Let me voice. amend to that question. Sorry, let me amend to that question sure. too, which is, and how did you quiet the voice that you kept, that kept creating all the self-doubt and fear for you? So what was that voice telling you specifically? And then how did you quiet it down? Um, I guess. Okay. So I guess the voice, if, if I can put an actual thing to it, uh, was telling me that's, that's way too hard. Like that involves moving across the country that involves developing a craft that you have zero experience in that involves a shit ton of luck. I can swear. Can I swear on here? Absolutely. Sorry. We're all okay. big boys and girls. Okay. Okay. I don't know who's listening. Sorry. Um, yeah, it involves, and you know, even after you've mastered the craft, it still involves a, a ton of luck. Um, so it was just, it's, that's too hard and you're good at other things. And then to quiet the voice, I, I mean, I guess somehow I just proved myself wrong or I would, you know, there wasn't a conscious, quiet voice. There was a, you know what, I'm going to take an acting class. And just, you know what, it's, it's time. Let's scare myself and let's actually do something that I've been curious about for a long time. And that opened a world to me. And um, same thing, I keep doing it. I, I did it with uh, when I took my first improv class also. That was after I started acting. Um, you know, because I never saw myself doing improv. Right. Cause you know, I loved it, but Oh, that's, that's too hard. That's, that's too hard. You know, it's this fear thing that I had. Um, and even now I'm in a musical improv class now <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm not musical. Like I don't, <laughs> I've never really had any, uh, musical theory or musical training. Really. Are, I played saxophone. A singer? No, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, no, I ran out of regular improv classes. I graduated from the training center at third coast comedy in Nashville. Um, and I was like, well, I'm out of classes to take. So, and musical improv again, even in my highest levels of improv classes, I was like, I can never do that. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I, yes, I'm going to go for it. If nothing else, just to scare myself and to see what it's all about. And it's been fun. I'm not great at it yet. (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's been fun. So anyway, that's the long answer to, uh, to the answer of, uh, uh, fear and then just proving, you know, leaning into it, so to speak. Don't worry. Uh, we like long answers on the, on the make podcast. Um, that's, that's what I'm best at. I just start rambling. So (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned getting the bachelor's bachelor's degree, going to college and coming down to Belmont for an MBA. Uh, what school did you go to, um, back home and what did you major in? Uh, yeah, I went to Mercyhurst college. It's actually Mercyhurst university now, um, in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour North of me. So, uh, and I majored in, I I ultimately got a marketing degree. So business and a minor in communications because I mean, frankly, I didn't, I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do. And, um, so I was like that, that'll, that'll cover my bases. I'm good at some of these things. I think I switched majors a couple of times within business, uh, and settled on marketing because it was creative and I got to you know, do some graphic design and do creative campaigns and things. So that's why I ultimately did that. Um, you know, and in hindsight, I don't regret anything that I did. And I met some of the most amazing people and and had a great time. And, um, even in some of my writing, I write about some crazy college stories that I had. So I don't, I don't regret it, but in hindsight, I I wish I would have, I guess wishing I would have done something else would be regretting it. But um, I could see myself like if, had I had the, um, 
the drive and really the knowledge that I, this is what I wanted to do. I would have gone to an art school or Mm -hmm. studied performance or something like that. Yeah. And, 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 and it's really difficult to, to know that in the moment. Uh, I had a similar experience in college. I majored in music and music business. And then my sophomore year was literally, I woke up one morning, uh, very much like the way Vontae Davis just quit on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> at halftime, I literally woke up right. one morning and was like, uh, all my heroes didn't have to get a degree in this in music. Uh, I yeah. play piano. I'm good at music. I can be good at music. I can get good on my own. And I immediately switched to journalism, which had, which was a specific skill type and type of communication and marketing. And oh yeah. So, See, that's smart and, and, too. And for the exact same reason you did, because it was creative. I was good at it and I wanted to be able to communicate. I, I love this. I was fascinated with this idea of being able to communicate complex ideas through metaphor and imagery. And that's, well, what, shoot. I, that's what I loved about marketing or still love about marketing actually to this day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, we could go down a whole rabbit hole of how, you know, these things intersect and, creative people create and, and all this, but yeah, I mean, I guess all that to say, I know you're probably going to ask some, some form of a question about like give advice or see things that you see young people do or something. Um, and that's, that's a good point is there's no right or wrong path as long as you're staying true to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, but but we go through these things and then we look back and say, shit, if I would have put two feet in earlier, Right. Oh, that's a right. good way to put it. Yeah. I go right. through that probably on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so do I. Um, and I found that to be one of the most um, demeaning voices that I have to fight on on a weekly basis as well. That voice that says, oh, you're late, buddy. You're late to the party. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if you would have had this idea a long time ago, you'd be way ahead. Uh, people do oh, this with all sorts all, of things. All the time. So, yes, so you that have voice to, is yeah. prevalent all the time. <laughs> you, have to, you have to kill that voice. I, I am curious, what did you get your, so, so you had these degrees and that drove you down to Belmont here in Nashville to, to get an MBA. What did you get your MBA in? Was it, was it, uh, what, what concentration of business? Uh, the concentration technically is music business. Okay. So this is sort of, uh, you know, I realized in undergrad that I was drawn to entertainment and so I was looking into grad school programs. I, I wanted to go to grad school. Really, I wanted to, I had to move home for a year. Not had to. I chose to after college, move home for a year and worked. And I had to get out of there. Um, and I was interested in entertainment. <laughs> so I was looking through, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was a great time in my life. Uh, it was. It. But, you know, for a year, you, you got to get out of there. Mm. Um, and so I was looking into different things. I was also looking into uh, entertainment business with you know, more of a focus in film and TV. Um, but the problem, especially with grad schools are you need to have some kind of real world experience or you need to work professionally for a couple of years. And the one, uh, the one program that I found at Belmont was, didn't require that. It was, it's the one year accelerated MBA program. So I've, I only spent one year getting it, but it was the full year, four days a week I would go to class. And, um, but it was in an entertainment realm and that's what I wanted. And in hindsight, I wanted to be an entertainer, mm-hmm. you know, the hindsight being what it is. I wanted to do that, but I was like, well, that's not practical. Let's do the practical thing. We'll get a business degree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, that's what drove me here. And ultimately really it was just, I think four, uh, classes uh, merited a concentration, but it was in, in music business. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting because I, so when you do an MBA in music, do you also have to publish anything to get out of that program to the way you would in a, in a normal MBA program or graduate program? No. Did you have to take on any um, cases or anything like that? No. And I don't, I don't know what a normal program is like. I know you have to publish something to get a doctorate. I don't know about a typical master's of business. Um, but no, I didn't No, Honestly, I, I had to have uh, two internships. Okay. So, so I did that. So based, one, yeah. 
Where'd you yeah, intern at? So I, one was Big Yellow Dog Music Publishing, which people in Nashville may actually know. It's a it's a small company, but they have like huge hits. Uh, Megan Trainer was signed there before she became a solo artist. So was Marin Morris. They were both signed as writers there. Um, Josh Keir, to the best of my knowledge, is still there, and he's written uh, probably ten songs for Carrie Underwood. I mean, it was, um, and that's publishing. So they hire songwriters to write songs and then pitch those songs to artists or the artists come in and co-write. Um, you know, this I'm telling the audience, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pandering to the audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is Pan- how cool Nashville is. Pander away. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was, it was super cool. I, I really did enjoy it. Um, and this is kind of so why I'm leading you now. down the, the path a little bit of this is because I wanted to get a sense of here's a guy who, got a college degree, got a master's degree. And I'm sure at some point you're, you're doing sort of the, the independent grind of, of becoming a, an actor and a writer and you're taking auditions. Is there a part of you that says, you know what, I'm a college graduate. I have a master's degree. Um, is, was it hard to try to push off sort of quote unquote reality or the reality of things and not take a nine to five job? that would prevent you from, from acting? Uh, I, I guess that's, that's kind of a, a two part answer. No, it wasn't hard because I consciously pushed off a couple nine to five jobs and, or offers or even interview offers because I, I mean, I've never really been the type of will take something because it's a smart move. I was a surfer this summer. I did a couple you know, a couple other things that I, that's when I was like, man, I have an MBA. I could be making, and I'm a manager of something. I could be making feasibly six figures if I really wanted to. Um, it was tough when I was doing the shit jobs that I didn't want, but no. And, and you know what, every once in a while, I'm like, you know what, if, if I'd have gone both feet in to that, I'd be doing really well for myself right now, probably. And every once in a while, yeah, I'm like, Mm, that'd be nice, but, right. but I don't regret it. Yeah. I don't, I don't regret it, but every once in a while when, when you're looking at your bank account, like, Oh boy, you know, it's, <laughs> 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 Oh man. You, but here's the, here's the truth. That, that moment happens to everybody in every profession. So if you know, I'm sure that's true. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if you can remember that as an artist and as an independent, then it can bring you some solace because uh, you're not alone in the checking, you know, for your bank account and bank statement and saying, am I doing the right thing? But, but I am curious, like, what is it about you? And, and, you know, is it, was it your parents? Um, it, was it your brother? Was it like, who is it? And what was it in your life that allowed you to get that fortitude to kind of say, I like making risky decisions or I can be determined enough to, to decide, nope, I'm just going to take the harder path here. Man, I, you know, I should talk this over with my shrink. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I can't pin it on anybody or my upbringing. I mean, my parents are very, they did all the things that you do and, um, and with great results, but they, you know, went to college, met in college, got married. They did this thing. And so I didn't, I guess I didn't come from it from example, mm-hmm. but I don't, it's just some stubborn gene in there somewhere. It's just, I, I can never think of a time when I wasn't like that, even before I started acting. I had a couple internships in college, undergrad, and and one was at I don't even remember it was like a plastics factory or something, and I was doing marketing, but I was like, no, I don't like <laughs> starting salary, you know, thirty five thousand dollars even at age twenty one is a good deal, and I was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> like no desire, so I I don't know, I don't know where it comes from, honestly. Uh, it, it feels like maybe the um, choice would change depending on depending on the context, you know? So if, if you weren't marketing plastics, but you got to market something super cool, like let's say an, uh, a musician, uh, then you might've stuck with it. So you kind of got fortunate that your, that your 
introductory job was marketing plastics. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It is all about context because I mean, I'll say this: I've taken some acting jobs that I'm not super proud of. So yeah, it's all about context. Yeah, and and I I think it, it's a great lesson uh, for new creatives. Um, was there anyone along the path? that was able to sort of advise you or encourage you and, and sort of keep you going and, and, and sort of, um, you know, double down and, and, um, reinforce that stubbornness you already had. Uh, and if so, what was that advice or support and, and who gave it to you? I don't know if there was any one specific person or people along the way. I think if there had been, I probably would have come to find acting and, artistry and all this, uh, sooner, <laughs> but mm. you know, there, there have been people along the way that have, you know, once I kind of discovered it and I don't want to give myself all the credit for discovering it. I'm sure there was plenty of factors involved, but, um, I'm sure there was plenty of people along the way. Once I did discover it, that re encouraged me and reinforced like, Hey, you can do this. Or even anyone that said, you know, you're good or, anything or even cast me in anything, you know, those, those things keep you going and make you think, Oh, wow. I like, you know, uh, maybe I do belong here. Um, but it's, it's funny. You, you asked, you know, if they gave me any advice, I, I, I distinctly remember a father telling me a long time ago, as a child. Um, I don't care what you do as long as you're the best that you can be at it. And that sounds like I made that up for an interview's sake or something. But he actually said that. I distinctly remember sitting at the kitchen table and him telling me that. And um, I don't think he had it in his head that that would be the arts necessarily. But he, he, he said that. I never forgot it. So I've always had this. I mean, truly, it manifests itself in more of a negative sense than a, than a positive drive. It manifests itself as I'm not good enough yet. So I have to uh, keep going. I see. You know, yeah. um, it can put a chip it, on your shoulder. Yeah. But against myself. Hmm. Um, yeah, I just, you know, cause I, I really look up to people and I've been, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I've been thinking a lot about this, especially lately. I don't know why I, I look at people who are the best at what they do like name, name the best in the world. And, um, and I, they knew exactly what they wanted to do early on and they had tunnel vision towards it. And I didn't have that, which is not against me, you know, and I don't think that's like super negative. Um, but, but it's just funny. I'm, I'm like, okay, so I've got these these different crafts that I'm that I'm working on. I'm never going to be a better actor subjectively than like Daniel Day Lewis, because or Leo. You know, I haven't been I haven't been acting since I was two, mm -hmm. um, and and I have other shit I like to do and other shit I want to do. So you know, I, but it it always stuck with me to work on being the best. So, I mean, I guess that's it. That's, that's the advice is just uh, the best that you can be. And so I'm constantly, constantly working to get better and better and better and better. Yeah. And the comment and, you made about tunnel vision sort of is a nice callback to being two feet in what we talked about earlier in the conversation. It, yeah. Is that, is that the advice you would give to a new actor right now, or would it be different advice? Uh, not necessarily jump two feet in um, because I don't think that works for everybody. And I don't think everyone's meant to do that. I've known a lot of, I shouldn't say I've known a lot of people, but I've known people or at least heard stories of a lot of people who do that. And then they realize that's not exactly what they wanted. Um, or they kind of veer off and go a different route. I'm like, well then, you know, you didn't know that was it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, so, so I guess the advice is become a master of your craft, which doesn't necessarily say don't have a backup plan or, um, 
Oh, backup plan's the wrong term. Don't 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 have tunnel vision unless you know at the core of your being that that's what it is. I mean, if, if you have any other focus, then the, then you're not you don't have tunnel vision towards that. You're not meant to to jump with both feet in, which is okay, which is great. That's what um, you know. I do that too. But whatever you do decide to do, even if you veer off course or change courses, uh, become a master of that craft and, and get better. It's kind of a callback to what I was just talking about. Um, just work to be as good as you possibly can at whatever it is you're doing, even if it's more than one thing. Yeah. 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 So so pivot, pivot, pivot until you find the thing that you think you can be the the best at. And then at that point, go two feet in. Well, see, I don't even know if that's true because like, you know, right now, like right now I'm super focused on acting because I have a role coming up uh, that starts filming at the end of the year. So I'm, you know, I'm two feet in for now. (laughs) Right. On that role. Right. Um, But I also like I do graphic design. That's that's my that's my job to make money when, you know, acting doesn't, which is still a creative endeavor. So I and I love doing it. Um. And I'm constantly trying to get better at that. Uh, improv is uh, tangential to acting, but it's its own art form. And for a long time, from you know most of this year, the beginning of this year, I was two feet in on that. So it's not that it's not that you have to pivot, pivot, pivot until you find tunnel vision and then stay there. Um, but I would say. You know, I've had a lot of, we'll call it life ADD, mm-hmm. and uh, but you know to really focus and not just, you know, today I do this, tomorrow I do that, and that's what I do. Like, um, really, really do focus. So have tunnel vision, but nothing says it. You know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You give yourself space to, to do other things and be, and be a broad human being. And, and that might be, that might make you, uh, the most happy, uh, especially as a creative, um, are there creative, um, mistakes that, that you're seeing right now, um, that, that actors or writers are making? Are there business mistakes you're seeing or, or, or both? Mistakes. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't spend a lot of time with at least I don't, I don't spend a lot of time with people who are new to the arts or craft. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I, I'll say this. Um, it, it's either people are not dedicated to becoming masters of their craft. And by the way, I, I think I owe Maki Dapp, who I think you've interviewed um, for this podcast. I don't know if it's aired yet or will have aired by the time this one aired. I, I think I'm stealing that term from him. Mm-hmm. Not that it's not that it's trademarked, but I, he says that a lot. Um, and, and he certainly is. Anyway, um, I, I see people who it seems to me are they, they want to be actors or entertainers they like the idea of it more mm-hmm. than they like the craft um and that is true with with young people especially i think it, you know i kind of suck at social media because <laughs> it just that's it's that's all other conversation but i just i'm just like oh who cares uh but i see so many people just posting these selfies and hashtag set life and all this and um and i'm like or or they'll ask i've talked to a couple people who ask like you know what uh how many followers do you have or something like that i'm like that's not who cares i think Mm -hmm. um you know focus on getting but that's actually a steve martin quote uh from his book born standing up Mm -hmm. um and he said this on a number of occasions he goes, I talk to young comedians and they say, well, what do I do about headshots? What do I do about this? And he goes, shouldn't you focus on being good? <laughs> like <laughs> work, work on the craft and the rest will fall into place. Right. So I, I have worked with people that it, 
you know, I, I, it seems that that's the thing. And, and I've also worked with uh, musicians back, back in the day in my other life. I I've certainly seen that in musicians. They like the idea of being an artist more than they like the idea of practicing and becoming the absolute best. Yeah. You're, you're spot and on. I, I, that I, myself, by the way, I'm, you, can, you can call hypocrisy on me every once in a while. I mean, right. I have suffered. From- no, I just think you're spot on. I've, I've lived that life. I've lived that existence. I've been around those people. Um, it reminds me of, I was about to get my first car and I wanted this used Cadillac as my first car. And my dad just said, well, who do you, who do you think you are? (laughs) Like you're 16. You haven't earned a Cadillac. Like you want the Cadillac before you, before you became good at anything. And I thought about it and I actually didn't fight him on it too hard you know, more than a teenager would because I I totally agreed with it. I was like, I could spend more money and then try to, you know, uh, floss on everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, or, you know, I could, I could get the satisfaction of having gotten something because I worked really hard for it over an extended period of time and got good at something. And yeah, that's what I did. I, I cobbled four hundred dollars yeah. together, and I bought my oldest sister's Honda Civic, nineteen eighty nine Honda yeah. Civic, I think is what it was, or eighty eight or eighty nine, and that was my first car. And I bought it with my own money, and um, and that's where I was in life. So you know, yeah, that's a good being, story. That's a good metaphor for, for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, I was just self aware enough to know. Well, where am I in life? I'm about at a four hundred dollar nineteen eighty nine Honda Civic. That's where I'm at. In life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now you have something to move forward towards. Um, uh, so many wonderful uh, people uh, doing this craft at a high level. You know, uh, talking about being the best, and I know that no one um, really outworks you in terms of, of work you put in on study and in workshops and in classes. That's one of the things I admire the most about you, Matt. And um, with that said, uh, who who are the actors uh, or creatives you, you most admire and want to emulate? And what do you think they do from a technical or skill standpoint that makes them stand apart? Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Um, I, to be honest, I'm, I struggle with that sometimes when I'm, when I am dedicated and I am focused then yeah, I mean, I know that's a, that's the thing you got to do is, is try to outwork absolutely everybody. And that's, that is something. And, and I'll answer your question by saying this too. Um, yeah, that's something that I struggle with. Sometimes I feel lazy. Um, it was actually very recently, actually, you reached out to me about doing this interview before, I, I, you know, dove into, uh, into this new script and and preparing for the role coming up. And I was in a weird spot where I didn't feel like working, 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 working at, um, at these things. So, so thank you for saying that, uh, that, that is like, in that when I, when it happens, then I'm there, but when it doesn't, you know, uh, I'm, I'm guilty of, of not being there. Um, but I, I have come to find out that nothing beats nothing. No talent can outshine hard work. And to specifically answer your question, one, um, the first person that came to mind is actually kind of weird, uh, is Zac Efron. Um, interesting. Yeah. I know. I, cause I was like, cause people think Zac Efron, like high school musical, like little pretty boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have seen multiple interviews with him um, or, or actors he's worked with who talk about him and say, say what you will about this kid. But he we would get to set. We'd have like a 5 a.m. call time and he would be 15 minutes early to that, having come from the gym. <laughs> <laughs> like he's yeah. you're not going to outwork that kid. And it shows. And, you know, I mean, some of his movies are you know, fine from back. Hey, but some stuff he's doing now, I'm really interested in. And, yeah. you know, you see something like the great Omen, which, you know, I've heard some, you know, say what you will about 
the film, I love the film. Some people are like, eh, it was kind of meh. Um, but the music's great or whatever. Uh, but say what you will about it. He can sing and dance and move very well. He's a stunningly handsome young man. Yes. And, uh, and, and in surprising shape. Um, and he can also act his ass off. Like he, uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see what he continues to do. Highly so rated as an actor. Uh, yeah. And I think people are starting to realize that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the longest answer ever, but, uh, no, not else? at all. Not at all. And, and, and if, you, <laughs> um, if it doesn't have to be anyone else, if you want to start and stop with Zach, that's okay too. Um, and I will tell you <laughs> um, that no well, one else I, has, I has, has, has like given Zach. So it's, so it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a pleasure to hear it because it's unexpected. Right. And it's like, no, pay attention yeah. to this guy over here. He's actually doing some things that are really interesting. And you said, you know, uh, you know, I know you tongue in cheek, uh, you know, um, surprisingly in shape. It's not a surprise. He shows up to the gym in the morning. He's like, uh, Hollywood's version of Jocko Willink. So, yeah, I, it's not a surprise. And he was, I, there was one interview he was talking about, he had to bulk up for something. It was probably Baywatch or something um, where he had to eat so much that he couldn't chew. So he would make chicken smoothies. And I'm like, oh that's God. fucking dedication right there. If yeah. you're drinking chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even sound right. I just drank some chicken. Oh, gross. Uh, oh, gross. Uh, oh, another person in the same vein, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen a lot of his, he talks a lot about, you know, in his interviews and stuff about prep and, um, was on Southpaw. Uh, you know, he learned to be a boxer for like a year. You know, he's, you just can't outwork that guy either. No. And, um, and, and say what you will about Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm still waiting to see the bad Jake Gyllenhaal movie show sketch, whatever. I mean, everything I've oh. ever seen him in, I've enjoyed, whether it be a movie. It's amazing. Uh, whether he be more comedic, uh, I've seen him in uh, SNL sketches where he was incredible. Um, everything he he does, uh, you know, it's going to be um, made better because of his uh, participation in it. Absolutely. Super talented. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think some other. Um, well, I don't I don't know what they what they do preparation wise, Elizabeth Moss. I don't know if you watch the handmaid's tale. I do. How, she, could, how, how could I not, Matt? How could I, well, not? <laughs> I, I Hey, there's only, there, there's 5 billion shows out there. And that's true. So much, but yeah, that is up there with one of the, well, well what the got shows. me was that I loved her in Mad Men. So when I saw that she was yeah. leading another show, um, I was like, man, that's, that's bananas. And, um, and she kinda, produced it. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I, yep. I kind of met her in passing in, in L.A. once, and she um, couldn't have been sweeter. And um, I just – I'm good. I'm a fan. I root. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love what she's doing. Uh, you, know who, you know who I'm curious to see what they do next is Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, yeah. She gets older and – yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, from uh, Stranger Things. She's so good, and she doesn't even have that many lines, really. Most of what she does is so um, – it's visual, and it's her face and reactions and, and stillness that uh, – um, I, I know you had, uh, you had Isaiah Stratton. I, I listened to his episode from you guys a little while ago and he talked about uh ryan gosling and, and his stillness and what he can do without saying anything um mm-hmm. yeah and i i totally agree with that and millie the same way and i'm just i'm fascinated by people who can act without the emoting you know acting you know like, <laughs> love yeah and the, it's more specific to film and television more than theater but um yeah Anyway, we, we talk all day about you know, different th- different people and what they do and why I love them. Mm-hmm. And, and the list is so long. It's it's good to your top three there are completely uh, fascinating and, and and original. By the way, so kudos to you on that. Um, good. Weird what pops up at the top of your head. 
Right. <laughs> now I know, I know what you, these are the three people Matt dreams about. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hearkening back, did I just say hearkening? Uh, so going back to, um, <laughs> going, going it's back okay. to, yeah, yeah. We're all big boys and girls. Yeah. We're all adults here. I can say hearkening. Um, so, so going back though, to, to what I was saying about your work when it comes to research, I know that you, you kind of use Netflix as a tool. You use YouTube as a tool uh, to you use the library as a tool to sort of discover uh, performances and acting and learn and you use workshops and you're active and you go to them. And um, what, what's the newest thing? Like what's the latest resource that you're using right now to help you in your career as an actor and writer? There's not a, there's not a latest one, but I read a lot more than I used to. Um, and, I, and I've always read and I've read, you know, a bunch of acting books and improv books and things, uh, even in writing books. I'm just starting to do it more because I'm realizing the, I, I'm not realizing the value of reading, you know, um, but it's I'm, I'm starting to realize the tangible difference it makes in my day to day and my, you know, my craft and my motivation, productivity. So I, um, you know, at any time I'm, I'm doing a script analysis or I'm preparing for a role, I've probably got one, if not two or three books that I'm referencing. Um, and I'm also, I'm also in class. So that, that helps and gives me things to actively work on. And my teacher, um, his name's Corey Parker. He, uh, he, you know, he, he's like, this is what you need to work on. And, uh, and he is taught and studied under some of the greats. I was going to ask, what are the three books you always, that, that, that's compelling. You, you said there's three books you tend to just kind of go to whenever you get a new role. What, what are those three books? Uh, well, they're not, they're not consistent. The, the power of the actor, that's a big one. And, and, and it's a very, it's a practical book. It, it teaches techniques that you can work on. You know, it's not this theory based thing. Um, the one I'm reading right now, and I'm, I'm only maybe 130 pages in or something is, uh, a challenge to the actor by Uta Hagen. And, um, she's, she comes from a theater background, but it's just been, it's been very inspiring, especially the first couple chapters, um, is really more, it, it almost seems like it's the beginning of her biography or autobiography. She talks about the job of, of acting and the love of the theater. And it's super inspiring. Um, I, I can't take anything from those first couple chapters and apply it directly to a script. I, I, there are later chapters where you can do that, but it's, it's just ignited this passion in me. So those are two challenge, challenge to the actor. Um, her first book, the uh, power of the actor. That was Ivana Chubbuck is the power of the actor and, uh, a challenge to the actor is Uda. And, um, I'm trying to think those, those are two big ones. Yeah. Those are, well, those are the two. We those could, are two right. We can stick I'm, with those two if you if yeah. you want. <laughs> um, that's good. I did read a um, what's it what's it called? I think it's just called Acting in Film, and it's by Michael Caine. Yeah, that one got uh, and, we we have we've had a few people come on and and sort of give that one a shout out. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's so simple. It's a super quick read, but it's um, it, it, it's it's just he's like, listen, I've been doing this a long time. Uh, here's the stuff you need to know. And it goes down to things like working with the camera. And I did, one thing that stuck out to me was he goes, if I'm in a close up and someone walks behind the camera person, and I noticed I'm going to ask for another take. Even if my eyes didn't move, mm -hmm. even if I delivered the line perfectly, because the camera sees into your soul and it will recognize that, I was distracted even for a moment. Um, so, you know, small little things like that, that actors, especially starting out, you know, you just don't know, or 
I mean, even now, like I wouldn't think to do that now. I'm like, you know, cause TikTok, you, we got to get this shot. Right. And, you know, this actor is like, sorry, can we do another one? Someone moved, but you know, he's right. Um, yeah, the, those are certainly three. Uh, All right. So we'll, we'll go the power of the actor, challenge of the actor, and acting for film. Three uh, of the luminaries that uh, stand out for um, Mr. Williams here. So, so Matt, tell everyone where they can find you on the Internet and on social media and where they might find you acting as well. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty bad at social media. Every once in a while, I'll have a random thought and I'll tweet it. So it's just uh, whatever. But uh, mattwilliamsonline.com is my website. And I'm, I'm working on another one, too, for like graphic design stuff, mattwilliamscreative.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to figure out if and how I can merge them or, or uh, link them. So there's, so there's still separation, but uh, you know my online presence doesn't get divided. Um, so those, yeah, those two. Uh, my Instagram is Matt Williams Inc. Inc. Mm-hmm. As in Incorporated. Because uh, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and well yeah, thank you. And I, I, the Twitter is the same. And then I'm, I'm on Facebook. I think it's probably Matt Williams online. Yeah, on we'll Facebook. search for you there. And uh, for everyone listening, please uh, go search out social media, Facebook, find Matt, friend him. I promise he'll be nice. Um, where can we see you in a, in a, in a movie? Is there anywhere we can see you? Do we just need to go to Vimeo? Let's see. Uh, well, I, I opened the film, other versions of you. You're familiar with that one. I think I am. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it just sold. So that's super cool. It is. Yep. Congrats on that. Um, my, you can see my face during the opening credits and then watch Chris Wente and, Sarah Antonio for the rest of the time, uh, yep, which is yep. which is actually better. Like that's, that's better. So I'm watching. I'm also in that opening scene with you. I'm the light skinned black guy with a super tight suit on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you you like yeah. give me a high five, or you're at least there cheering me on. I am. That's cool. I remember that. <laughs> um, that's it. We get we get equal billing in that one. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, like it's sold, but I don't know where people will be able to find it. I'm sure we can let them know once that happens. Yep. Um, but that's, that's, I don't even speak in that. So I don't think there's anything else out right now. I mean, there's some old stuff and that's all on my website. If you want to check out any old stuff. Gotcha. Uh, okay. But the film that I've got coming up, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I, I will. Uh, it's called... These streets we hunt, mm-hmm. which it, it sounds a little more horror genre than it actually is. It's more of a sci-fi thriller, um, very character-driven drama. Um, but yeah, there's some cool, tricky sci-fi magic elements in it. Good um, deal. Look out for it eventually. Well, I'm excited about that. I can't wait to check it out, hear more about it, support you um, however I can. Um, that goes, uh, I, I usually speak for Nick as well when I say these things. So, Matt, you've been a blast to talk to, per usual. You are the man. So uh, thank you so much for uh, doing this. And let's uh, get together soon. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And thank you for, I mean, thank you for having me, but thank you for just what you're doing. This is super cool. Um, I've listened to a few interviews and, uh, like, I, I mean, I love it. It's very inspiring. It's cool to hear what people are doing and my peers are doing and, you know, um, people that I am friends with and and look up to. And it's just fun to hear these longer form conversations and it's inspiring. So thank you. You don't get a chance to do this very often as an actor. So I appreciate it. No, it's, it's our pleasure. And that's actually part of the fun is this idea. And part of the secret sauce is um, forming a community through this podcast so that, um, you know, Matt Williams might actually know Chris Winty a little better without them ever having to meet for coffee. 
Um, right. While no one, will, no one will ever know Chris Wente fully. I don't. Um, <laughs> he's, he's an elusive creature, that Chris Wente. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. But, yes, he is. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, it's a great idea. Yeah, thank you, man. That's the idea. All right, my man. Talk to you soon. Take care. Be safe. All right. Thanks, Chris. You too. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. To find more information on this week's creative, including links to their projects, social media, and transcripts of this interview, please visit our website at www.bonsai.film forward slash podcast. If you haven't already, you can join our podcast community on Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Bonsai Creative and on Facebook by searching for Bonsai Creative. And of course, if you're looking to take a big step towards your filmmaking success, go to www.bonsai.film and click on Show Me How to schedule a free discovery meeting and needs assessment. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged. And thank you for listening.